favourite part of the day because I have Gail with me. Gail at the table and we're laughing because, well, we've been talking food and pizzas and we've look, we've already we've, <laughs> yeah, we've already done it. Um, we've done a food the show. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> Just between us. But uh, but anyway, I did bring in some porridge buns. Now, I'm not sure whether a photograph of that's going to end up on the Facebook page. I'm oh, we can. Sure. I oh, can. Yeah, I can. can. Okay. Well, I know people. I can get it organised. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I did make those porridge buns with the with the leftover porridge. And I must admit, when I was mixing it, I was thinking, hmm, well, I wonder what these are going to taste like. Well, I had one out of the oven, and it was lovely. It did make 12, okay. and they... Uh, I did them in the muffin trays in the end because I wasn't sure whether they'd spread or not. So I did them in the muffin trays and I oiled the muffin trays, I might add, and because uh, it doesn't say that when we were talking about them. So I oiled the muffin trays, uh, just the small, normal ones, and I made 12, but I reckon I could have made eight with a, a bit more, uh, you know, size wise. Oh, okay, a bit more. Yeah. But it was just an experiment. And uh, anyway, a photo might end up with that at 12. And I can see why um, Chris Rutherford, if you're out there, I can see why they were popular after, you know, ah. after daycare. They, they, they are nice. Well, we will put that photograph up on our website. And if you're really lucky, listeners, I'll be I'll get my fingers working and top up the recipe. Good. And put that up there with it. Okay. Well, today we've uh, we're talking about food before, and uh, Catherine tells me she makes this herself. But anyway, I'm going to give it to you. It's cucumber tzatziki, and I hope I've said that Beautiful. right. Beautiful. And uh, it's a Middle Eastern um, dip, I suppose you could call it. And a lot of people have it on pita breads and, mm. you know, with meatballs and things like that. Nice and refreshing, actually. Yeah. I like it myself. But anyway, today we're going to do it. So it's um, 500 grams of um, drained uh, natural yogurt. And I have got a few uh, cook tips that I can give you after. I'll just briefly tell you. Uh, one telegraph cucumber unpeeled and seeds removed. One teaspoon of salt, two to three garlic cloves, and I think three garlic cloves go whammy with the garlic, and a handful of parsley, which I brought some in for Catherine today. Oh, that's gorgeous. Uh, dill or mint, mm. uh, coarsely chopped, and of course we always had the lemon juice with this, and a good grind of pepper and, and salt if you've got the um, you know the, gra- the sea salt. So that's what our ingredients are. Now, you're coarsely grating the cucumber. Of course, you've taken the seeds out, but leave that skin on. Place in a sieve and sprinkle with one teaspoon of salt and let stand over the sink for about one hour um, or over a bowl in the refrigerator, which is overnight, to get some of that water out. Um, Squeeze out the excess water, just like you do with... um, Zucchini? Yeah. You know, same sort of thing. Squeeze it out with a paper towel or, you know, um, a nice clean uh, tea towel and uh, let that uh, dry on paper towels or on your tea towel. Stir together with the yogurt, garlic and chopped parsley and season with the lemon juice, pepper and salt to taste and makes approximately about one and a half cups, so they tell me. Yeah, that you sounds know, about right. Which w- is, you know, probably something that you can actually eat in one sitting quite well, frankly. Well, I was going to say, when I make it, I lose half of it because I eat it. It's so delicious. Yeah. I yeah. make it with coconut yogurt because of, you know, oh, that's oh, what, I, nice. what I do. Well, uh, there you are. That's a variation. Yeah, it's Greek yogurt you can get in the in the supermarket. That's easy, right. Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, but really good for your tummy. Oh, the coconut yogurt or any, I any think yogurt. any yogurt. Oh, yeah, yeah good. Even yeah. the coconut yogurt, really good for your tummy. 
and parsley. Uh, parsley so good for you and cucumber good for your skin. Mm. So it's an all over amazing mm. dip. Right. Well, there you are. Well, I've got a couple of cook tips and I'll just uh, quickly look at them. But if you want to, you can actually, um, let me see, is it the yogurt that we're, you can actually um, do the same with the yogurt as oh, yeah, you did with the cucumber. It, yeah. If you want to get a bit of that liquid out. But um, you can drain that too as well because all the, yeah. the whey comes out because that's, you know, in the yogurt. And uh, you can do that. See, an 800-gram um, pottle of yogurt. And what did we use in this one? Was Five, it, 500. Was it a 500? Yeah. Well, sometimes when you drain it with all that liquid gone, it ends up being about three or 400. So it's up to you. But if you get a little bit of liquid out, that's great. But I don't think it matters too much with the dip. Um, and to remove seeds from the cucumbers, I don't know whether you know this tip, but you slice the cucumber in half lengthwise and remove the seeds over a bowl or sink with a teaspoon. There you are. There you go. Nice and easy. Um, for tomatoes, but I don't think we've got any tomatoes in this, but you could probably serve it with tomatoes. But I always throw mine in boiling water if I'm doing something with tomatoes. Take that skin off. So, ah, okay. you know, don't like eating tomatoes when you come across a piece of cooked skin off the tomatoes. Not nice. So mm. that's what I do, and it doesn't take long. Good old boiling water. But anyway, that's our, um, our dip. And the illustration here is beautiful, and I'm going to show that to Catherine. Oh, that is Exactly how mine looks. Not, oh, that's good, not, dear. Not so really. she's a professional I'm, at no, this. No, I'm lazy. I don't take any of the water out. I throw it all because I eat so much of it. Well, there you are. You don't have to, but it was just a tip. That that's was a really all. nice and presentation too. Yeah, with the it mint on top. Beautiful. Yum. Well, with that on top, and of course, all the bits of green is the green from your skin of the cucumber, yeah. which makes it look nice too nice. as well. And it's on a plate with a whole lot of meatballs. Mm, yum, yum, yum. So that's that's the beginning of today. <laughs> so what are we going for next now, Catherine? Are we going for the beetroot? Chicken? I think we should. Okay. So this is, um, I brought some beetroot in, so I think she's going to make some chutney yes, as well. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see at the next program. This is quite a simple one, and I got it off a friend of mine. So basically, um, we've got one kilo of cooked beetroot, two medium onions, 450 grams of apples, which I've got on my tree. I must pick some today or tomorrow, uh, 225 grams of sugar, uh, 500 mils of vinegar. Now, it didn't state whether it should be white or um, malt. Uh, I don't think it really matters too much, but mm. beetroot's dark coloured, so if it had malt vinegar, well, it you know, doesn't, yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or white, really, yeah. but uh, the malt probably has that little bit of extra flavour. One tablespoon of lemon juice, half a teaspoon of ground ginger, and a half a teaspoon of salt. That's it. This is for your chutney. Now, what we're doing is peeling the beetroot and cut into small cubes. Chop the onions and um, and peel, core, and chop the apples. Mix all those ingredients together except the beetroot, because the beetroot's cooked, and bring to the boil and simmer for 30 minutes. Then add the cooked beetroot after that, what you've chopped up, and simmer for 15 minutes. Pour into hot jars, cover, and seal. How's that? That sounds something even I could do. And that I think really it makes, it might make, well, I think half that mixture makes about three jars. So let's just say that it makes, depending on size of your jars, let's just say five or six jars. So you could, you know, pass some over the fence for Neighbours Day. Is that gone? 
Probably has. You know how they have a neighbour's day? Do they? I don't yeah. know. Oh, they well, do. it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and and uh, you could just hand a jar of this over, oh. save one for neighbour's day. Yum. So there we are, beetroot uh, chutney, and I've brought some beetroot in today, and I've got some still left in the garden, so I think I'm going to have a go at this myself. I am too, so I'm thank a real you for beetroot the beetroot fan. Gail has brought me in its biggest bag of vegetables, and it's just delightful celery, parsley, beetroot, then I'm going to attempt to make this. Yep. And a few lemons. Oh, some lemons. Yeah, oh, some lemons. That'll yeah, go the big the, old lemons. That'll go in the okay. yeah, yeah, oh, true. Mm. True, true. So that's two of our recipes, quite quick ones this morning. But we're going to move on now to this one, which might take a little bit longer. We're on to the Sicilian. Yes. Uh, is that next? But can you speak all of this in an Italian accent? That'd oh, be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of hello in Italian. Just say Sicilian. Ch- ciao. Ciao. Yeah, right. So this is baked, a baked cheesecake. I've, I've always made cheesecakes that you don't bake, but I have made the odd ones that you do bake, uh, mainly because of, you know, it's just easier to make one that you throw in the fridge, really. But anyway, this is a baked one, and it looks absolutely lovely. And we're back to the cheeses again, which is one kilo of ricotta cheese. So uh, two-thirds of a cup of white sugar, a third of a cup of flour, six eggs, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, two teaspoons of orange zest, two teaspoons of vanilla essence, and it says an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. I'm not quite sure how you measure that out, (laughs) unless you've got one of those little pile of teaspoons that have got every measurement that there is right down to one eighth, I suppose. So if you've got one of those, use it. But other than that, just a good pinch of salt. Now we're preheating the oven to 150 degrees Celsius because um, this is a slow cooker. You know, like, you know, you need a, a very low oven for it. And we're putting the um, the ricotta in a large mixing bowl and stir it as smooth as possible with a rubber spatula. Now, obviously, that's a good tool to use. It must sort of really be a good mixer, you know, that it does flatten that. And then stir in the sugar and the flour together thoroughly into the ricotta. So stir that in, make sure it's well blended. Then... Stir in the eggs one at a time. And what do we do with our eggs, listeners? We put them in a bowl first. A little bowl first. Is That's that right? Correct. Oh, she, she's a good girl. It's like being at school. What do we do? She put her hand up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do. You put, your, you put your egg into a little bowl. Make sure that you don't, especially six eggs, you don't want to ruin anything. And then uh, blend in the vanilla, cinnamon, orange zest and salt and pour it into a prepared uh, pan. Well, a spring form one because you know we're going to take this out later and you can just spring form it out. So, and don't forget, we love our baking paper and greasing it. So, very important, especially for something like this because you know it could be a little bit slightly more expensive to make. Yeah. So, we want to make it right and we want to make sure it comes out of the tin okay. Now, you're baking this in the center of the oven for about one and a quarter to one and a half hours. So long baking, 150 degrees Celsius, until a light golden colour. Now, make sure the centre is fairly firm. And I know I just, you know, open up, just touch the top of the cake and just see, because if you feel it's wobbly, uh uh-uh, there's mixture underneath there that hasn't got. And then basically put a, um, what do we call it, cake tester uh, in it too as well, just to make sure that there's no gooey mixture coming out of that. And then once it's cooked, um, cool on a wire rack. It will sink a little bit because they often do this type of cake. 
and um, cover and chill till serving time. Now, if you're brave enough, you once you've released your springform tin, uh, you could leave it on that, you know, the base, you know, leave it on it, and then just put it onto a nice uh, cake plate. Because, I don't know, you could try and slide it off, I suppose, onto a cake, but we don't want any damage done. But it's up to you. Um, if it's cold, it should be okay. Yeah, so that's our baked Sicilian ricotta cheesecake, and I'm sure you can serve that with um, yogurt, or in my case, oh, cream. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Where did that come oh, from? I don't know. Oh, there's an echo in this room now. So there we are. So that is um, our recipes for the moment, anyway. I have got. Thank you, Gail. They sound amazing. <laughs> I've got some. Boogie Yogi Yogi for us to play. Oh, okay. What yeah. country does that come from? Um, well, I don't think it's Sicilian. But oh, okay. <laughs> we can pretend. We'll have a play. Okay.
Gail was saying before, she could just see all the Sicilians getting up and dancing to that song. I can. Sitting out, you know, like uh, in Sicily, mm. you know, sitting out with a glass of wine, table, oh, yeah. well, for one. And, <laughs> and anyway, basically, you know, I can see them with their uh, street music. Oh, it'd be Beautiful. a village. They love, they love to party. They do. Yeah. Well, anyway, this here, I was given to by a friend, Nancy, this next recipe. Hello, Nancy. Uh, and uh, anyway, what I did was um, she brought them out and we... Um, well, I think she was eating them when I arrived, so she offered me one, and I thought, oh, they're nice. So I've got the recipe for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm always on the lookout for recipes, listeners. <laughs> so anyway, this is a multi-seed homemade health cracker, and I'm going to add there's no flour or dairy products in this, so just go for it. But um, nice with... Tzatziki. <laughs> um, but and anyway, nice with hummus or anything like yes. that. Beautiful. And even a bit of your beetroot chutney, probably. Oh, well, yes. Now, a third of a cup of flax seeds plus, plus two tablespoons of flax meal. Now, is that like a flour? Yeah, it kind of gets ground, ground up. It's Does basically it? still flax, yeah. But Could you, um, if you wanted to, Catherine, grind your own through the flax seeds? Yeah. Could you put yeah. them in a, you know, sort of um, a grinder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and do your own? I've so done that. So there you are. Yep. So if you bought a big bag of flax seeds, don't run out and buy flax meal because you can probably do that. But anyway, that's the first ingredient. A half a cup of chia seeds and they're whole mm-hmm. and a half a cup of sunflower seeds and a half a cup of pumpkin seeds, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of um, dried herbs, and look, honestly, additional seasoning of your choice. So that can be anything, you know, onion, garlic, lemon seasoning, I don't know what you've got. So just to add a bit of that for flavour. Two tablespoons of nutritional yeast, which... I think is somebody tells me you can get it from Bin and I'm not you sure. You can what. get it also from Countdown. I don't know if you can get it from the Why Can I Countdown. Now all vegans will know what this is. Oh right. Uh, it's actually yeah. in Vegemite. It's, yeah, it is. But you yeah. can get it in it and it's um I can't think of the name, Braggs, I think is the brand. Oh yeah. But I definitely know Countdown in Patapata Umu have it. Oh, okay. In the first aisle opposite where the veggies are. Oh oh okay. Yeah, it's not cheap but it goes no, forever. But it goes a long way. And you can use it instead of Parmesan cheese as well. I know. With it's a bit of salt. A, yes, oh, yes. And some crunched up walnuts. Nice on toast. Yum. I put it on my spaghetti because I don't have parmesan. Oh, and wow. And it's really delicious. Really yummy. Yeah, oh, yeah. there you are. It's a, really good for you too. That's good. Yeah, it is. Nutritional yeast. So one And one cup of water. So we're using water. So we're preheating the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Now line a baking tray with paper. Now you could do the flat trays but if you've got a a couple of big slice trays i suppose you could use those because they've got a lip on them but to me i think i think you'd be safe with lining a a baking tray with paper now in a large bowl mix all the ingredients together and pour the water the cup of water over the mixture and let it sit for 10 minutes or so um for it to thicken like a gel, you understand what I'm talking about, Catherine? Yeah. Yeah, like thicker. And after 10 minutes, use, again, a rubber spatula. They've, um, you know, they've said to use for this. So they've tried it and it's worked. To spread an even layer onto the trays, about a quarter of an inch thick. So you'll have to just judge it because these biscuits don't really rise. <laughs> Not really. No. No, they might. They might well, they've already swollen. But... Um, and then bake for about 25 to 30 minutes at that 180 degrees. Now, remove from the oven, because I queried Nancy about this. 
and you slice into squares with a large knife or a pizza wheel. So you cut them into squares then, okay? And then you flip all those crackers over. I said, you mean you turn them all over one by one? I said to Nancy, is that what you do? And she said, yes, they flip them over and then you're putting them back in the oven for another f about 15 minutes or so um, because they need that extra cooking. And when they come out, you certainly wouldn't want to cut them then. No. Because they are firm. Yeah. And you, all you'd have is a lot of uh, stuff that you could turn into breadcrumbs or, or put it outside for the birds, which would be a typical waste. <laughs> so that's what you're doing. You turn them over, cook them for a bit more, take them out. Let them go cold and stir them into an air, um, store them into a airtight container, and there you are. And they'll be gone in a week. Oh, for sure, they, I'm sure hurt. they would. Yeah. So quite easy to make, especially when you're just putting it all together. Um, it's something that I'm going to try because I'm always looking for nice crackers. At the moment, I think I've got date and apricot Ooh, crackers, yum. and they're nice. They're lovely. So that is a must, I think, if you like sort of having dips and things. So that's our multi-seed homemade health crackers. Yum. I'm making those for sure because I've right. got all of those ingredients. Okay, right. Okay. So have we got time for some chilled honey and soy vegetable salad? You betcha. Okay, so we'll go for this. This looks lovely. We've got, this is easy too, so um, we've got some quite simple ones today. Uh, three parsnips. And I hope you like parsnips. I quite like parsnips. They've grown on me. I love them roasted. Three parsnips, three carrots, two red onions, two kumara, 50 grams of oil, two heaped tablespoons of manuka honey, one tablespoon of soy sauce, two teaspoons of sesame oil, and one teaspoon of sesame seeds. Now that's all your ingredients. Peel your parsnips, kumara, and carrots, then cut into cubes, Peel onions and quarter. I love red onions. In a large pan, bring the oil up to a very high heat and gradually add the vegetables so as not to lose the heat. You know when you put something in, especially chicken. I learned that off a cooking, um, a cooking lesson that I went to years and years and years ago. With a, uh, it was a girls' ladies' night out before she got married. Anyway, we went to a cooking class, so it was lovely because we were able to have a glass of wine. And she, and that's what they stipulated when you're putting chicken into the wok or a big pan, just put it in slowly because otherwise it's got a sizzle, and otherwise it'll stew. It'll uh, just stew. Yeah. So I've always remembered that. And same with these vegetables. Just keep sticking it in when you can hear them sizzle and everything. And that means once you've got them in, well, that's fine. So, But just don't lose that heat. Add the honey and caramelise the vegetables. When all the liquid is evaporated, add the soya sauce and the sesame oil and transfer to a baking dish. Now, if you've got one of those baking dishes that you can put in the oven under the grill, grill for five minutes, I keep saying I must get one of those, and then toss the sesame seeds through it and grill for a further five minutes. So, you know, that just puts the finishing touches of it. And allow to cool and refrigerate. And then you've got this lovely chilled honey and soya vegetable salad for when your guests arrive. Let's have a look. Oh, that's delishimo. Yeah, it's nice. It I'm, looks I've just, As Gail's been talking, I've written down, all, I've written down the ingredients to go to the supermarket <laughs> because you've just made me really hungry. <laughs> well, it's, isn't it nice and easy? Really easy. Lovely. Simple, Manuka honey, good tasty. health product. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so there you are. Oh, 
You are a delight. Wow. I think these, it's been these great. These tummies and carpety and horofenua and whoever else around the place downloading your recipes <laughs> off the website, we're all, we're all getting very hungry and eating well and yeah. healthy. Well, you can go and have a porridge bun after this. Oh, yes. Let's yes. do that. Okay. Right. right. Put the kettle on. See you next week. This program was made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.